Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, October the 28th. Uh, this is My name is Tom. I uh, hope everybody's enjoying the show. Thank you, thank you to everybody who has uh, checked it out, downloaded, watched on YouTube, uh, and everything else in between. Uh, make sure to uh, check out the show on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play. Make sure you're following the show on uh, all our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And as always, you can shoot me an email anytime at catchhookshoot at gmail.com. And on any of the social media platforms, if you search catchhookshoot, all one word, you should have no problem finding any of our pages. Um, again, thank you to everybody who's uh, been checking out the show. I want to say a special thank you to everybody who's been checking out the show in Sweden, as a matter of fact. Uh was uh, looking at stats for the show, and that is uh, where the the biggest audience is at. About forty percent of my downloads are coming from uh, from from Sweden. So uh, thank you guys very much. Um, yeah, I hope you're uh, hope you're all following, and you know, shoot me shoot me a message, say hi, check me out on uh, like I said on all the social media. Uh, you know, at me on Twitter, give me a, give me a comment on Facebook, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, you know. I'd love to know what it is you like about the show. Uh, if you have any comments, questions, anything like that, um, always open to any, any and all uh, criticisms and uh, things of that nature. So if there's anything you uh, you'd like to hear me talk about, like I said, any comments, questions, um, what you like, what you don't like, uh, something you think I could do different or better, I'm open to it all. So uh, feel free to drop me a line anytime. And uh, so with that, let's let's get into uh, what's going on in the world of wrestling this week. Of course, the biggest story this week is also the saddest story. Um, unfortunately, I think everybody has seen or heard or read by now. Uh, Roman Reigns opened up Monday Night Raw last week, uh, coming out and uh, relinquishing the Universal Championship due to his ongoing battle with leukemia. Uh, apparently a battle he's been fighting for the last 11 years on uh, this to my knowledge is the first time it's ever been acknowledged publicly uh, first time he's ever spoken publicly about it up up to this point I don't think very many people even knew uh, that, that he was suffering with leukemia so uh, you know and to me that that says a lot about Roman Reigns I mean that's something that easily could have been used to garner sympathy help to get him over when you know the fans have been pretty much against him for so long that that's definitely something that could have been exploited to uh, to try to further his character uh like i said to garner sympathy get get the crowd more behind him and things like that and that was uh you know something that was never done whether that was a wwe decision or i'm, I'm sure it would have been a roman reigns decision to uh to not make that public knowledge and you know like i said it, it says a lot about him um it says that he's a very private person for one i mean you rarely ever see or hear anything about his uh, his family his wife his kids things like that um uh, but also you know i think uh, i think it speaks to his character that he didn't try to use that to garner sympathy or anything along those lines because i mean it you know very easily could have been used uh in that way you know just as part of his uh, his backstory you know saying that um, like like the video that they've been showing about him, you know, diagnosed at 22 years old, pretty much ended his football career. He battled back, fought it into remission, and became one of the top stars in WWE. I mean, that, that's a hell of a story to, uh, you know, get get fan support behind uh, a babyface. And you know, it was not uh, was not done that way. And I think that speaks very very highly of Roman Reigns to uh, you know want to get over on his own. And uh, one thing I was 
very, very impressed with was the live crowd at Raw. Uh, of course, you know, when he first came out, he got the typical reaction, a lot of boos and things like that. But uh, I think a lot of people like myself noticed when he came out uh, just in street clothes, he wasn't in his wrestling gear, wasn't where he's even if he's not in his wrestling gear, he's typically wearing one of his own T-shirts or a Shield T-shirt or something like that. This time he wasn't. Um, you know, just the fact that he was on street clothes and the expression on his face and just his general demeanor uh, pretty much told you right off the bat that something was going on. Um, and, and my first thought was, oh, he's hurt. He's got to drop the title. Uh, he's going to be, you know, off TV for a while. Never imagined it would be something as uh, as bad as it turned out to be. But the uh, you know, when he made the announcement, when it was became clear that this was not a work, this was not a storyline, this is something very real that's going on, Those, uh, all those boos turned to uh, cheers and support. And like I said, I, I was supremely impressed with the, the live crowd on hand. And uh, yeah, I just I can't, can't say enough about it. All right, sorry about that. Had to pause for a quick second, but like I was saying, I just uh, can't say enough about uh, the live crowd at Raw and the reaction and the support that was shown to Roman. And uh, you know, I think he was—I think he was surprised by it too. You know, obviously he had uh, some tears in his eyes, and I think—I mean, other than the obvious of you know having to go through this horrible ordeal that's in front of him, um, you know, I think he was a bit overwhelmed by the reaction that he got to thank you Roman chance and things like that. Uh, so definitely, um, a lot of, lot of respect to the people in attendance live at raw, uh, last Monday for, uh, you know, realizing the difference between not liking the character of Roman reigns and, uh, you know, being supportive and showing respect to the man, Joe Anoa'i, uh, in the, in the battle he's got coming up. So uh, moving on from there, the the rest of uh, Monday Night Raw, we saw, uh, or it was announced that uh, because of Roman having to relinquish the Universal title, the match between Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel will now be a one-on-one -on -one match, and the winner uh, will be the new Universal Champion. Uh, I think this is going to be Braun Strowman's uh, coming out party, if you will. This this will be his uh, elevation to the top guy, which I know a lot of people have been uh, pushing for. Uh, as far as fans and everything, so I think this is going to be, you know, this this is going to be his moment. He is going to be elevated to that level, and you know, he's going to be given the ball, and we're going to see uh, if he can run with it. Personally, I, I'm sure that he can. I think he he will make a great champion. Um, whether he'll be a babyface or a heel, I think kind of remains to be seen. But the fans are going to be definitely be behind him. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be, you know, definitely a good match between those two. But I would be very, very surprised to see them put the championship back on Lesnar. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty much banking on Braun Strowman being your new Universal Champion come Crown Jewel. Um, also saw a, uh, a bit of a uh, face turn for Elias. Uh, of course, he typically has been working as a heel, even though the fans love pretty much everything he does. He uh, uh, more or less solidified himself in my mind to uh, uh, as being a babyface now with uh, attacking Baron Corbin, hitting him with the guitar when Corbin cut his microphone off and kind of kind of disrespected him a little bit during his uh, uh, his performance, quote unquote, on Raw. So uh, Elias, looking like Elias will be a, a new babyface, which with Roman uh, being off of TV for, I would say at least a year to two years, you know they they need. Uh, another big uh, big baby face 
in the company. And if, uh, if Elias is the one to fill that role, I think he, he's probably a, a very good choice for that. Uh, we saw another turn at the end of Raw. Uh, saw a heel turn for Dean Ambrose. Uh, right after Ambrose and Rollins won the Raw Tag Team Championship, Ambrose attacked Seth Rollins. A lot of people were critical of this. I mean, we've known for a while, I think it's been... Uh, probably the worst kept secret in wrestling currently that uh, you know Ambrose would be turning heel at some point. Um, why they chose to pull the trigger on it on Monday, I'm not sure. Um, but you know it is it is what it is. I mean it's it was a um, you know as far as as far as anybody knows that as far as I know it was you know a planned storyline. I don't know if Monday was the original plan for. Uh, time-wise for Ambrose to make that turn, but that's that's just how it worked out, and, you know, it is what it is. I don't think, uh, I don't see it as exploiting Roman Reigns' situation in any way. Um, you know, I think it's just ending ending Raw on, on a high note, and then, uh, you know, throwing in a, a bit of a shocker with the, the Dean Ambrose heel turn. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they go forward with this one, because Ambrose and Rollins, like I said, are the Raw Tag Team Champions now. But obviously, uh, the, uh, there's a bit of a uh, bit of strain there on the team, to say the least. So how they proceed with this one's going to be really interesting. Um, some other other stuff going on in WWE this week. Mia Yim made her debut on NXT. Uh, Matt Riddle's going to be making his debut next week. Uh, it was also uh, came out on NXT this week that Johnny Gargano is the man who attacked uh, Aleister Black a few weeks back, and uh, so that. Uh, yeah, that was that was kind of a surprise to me. I didn't expect Gargano to uh, uh, to turn heel, uh, at least not at this point. But uh, I think it's a, a good good progression from his rivalry with Tommaso Ciampa, and it looks like uh, he and Ciampa may be kind of getting chummy again. Ciampa, you know, posted some stuff on social media, kind of supporting Gargano. So could this lead to a, a DIY reunion? Who knows? Um, I think that's something fans would definitely love to see. I know I'd love to see it if, uh, if it happens. So uh, if not, you know, a full on reunion, they're at least kind of on the same page now again, uh, with uh, Ciampa saying, you know, Gargano's eyes are finally open. He can, you know, now he can finally see he wasn't ready before. That's why Ciampa attacked him and this and that. And, so it'll be uh, be interesting to see how this progresses with Gargano and Ciampa, as well as with Gargano and Aleister Black. Uh, by all accounts, they they will be having a match at uh, NXT Takeover War Games. I don't think that's a surprise to anybody. Um, that card is still kind of taking shape. Some of the um, actually, I think most of the matches there are pretty much just speculation at this point um as far as who's going to be involved as far as the war games match itself uh the the prevailing rumor right now is the war raiders pete dunn and ricochet versus uh all four members of the undisputed era so it is uh by you know according to this rumor is going to be back to the uh four on four format rather than three teams at three which i i like i like the the just you know four on four with two teams um you know, I would assume War Games is still going to be the double ring, uh, double cage, but probably with no uh, no top on the cage like last year. But I like that they went back, uh, or hopefully are going back to the four on four format. It's a little more old school uh, NWA style, so I I really really like that idea. 
Um, as far as the May Young Classic in WWE, the uh, the finals are set. It's going to be Tony Storm and Io Shirai. Um, that's going to be going on tonight at Evolution. We'll get into that a little bit later. Some uh, news out of the NWA from the 70th anniversary show last week. There were uh, a couple of new champions crowned. Nick Aldis regaining the World Heavyweight Championship from Cody Rhodes in the uh, two out of three falls World Heavyweight Championship match. Also have Willie Mack crowned as the new NWA National Heavyweight Champion. He won that uh, eight-man mini-tournament that they that they had. Uh, Jazz retained the World Women's Championship against Penelope Ford and uh, kind of made, made an announcement, not really an announcement, but during a post-match interview kind of saying that she wants a shot at the, uh, the 10 pounds of gold, the World Heavyweight Championship. It'll be interesting to see... Uh, how that uh, how that works out going forward. Now Jazz does have another women's world championship defense this weekend against uh, Jordan Grace, so we'll have to keep an eye on that and see uh, who comes out on top in that one. Uh, another big match from the NWA 70th anniversary. We had the War Kings, which is Jax Dane and Crimson, taking on Shannon Moore and Crazy Steve in their tag team open challenge. Uh, the War Kings were victorious in that one. Um, didn't get a chance to watch the show, but from what I read about this one, it was pretty much a, a squash match. Uh, World Warrior Animal was in the corner of the War Kings and uh, also made an announcement that the NWA is bringing back the uh, the Crockett Cup, uh, which is pretty exciting news, at least uh, to me as a, a fan of the old NWA. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, the Crockett Cup was a tag team tournament back in the uh, early and mid-80s held in Jim Crockett Promotions. Um, basically, I want to say it was uh, eight tag teams or 16 tag teams. It was a full-on tournament held uh, you know, on uh, house shows, live events, uh, and it was one of their... Usually one of their one of their biggest events of the year. Um, curious to see how uh, Billy Corrigan and Dave Lagana are going to handle it. If it's going to be done, uh, if it's going to be another NWA exclusive show, or if it's going to be done like throughout the Indies with like qualifying matches and uh, you know tournament matches, maybe on on Ring of Honor shows or other independent shows uh, throughout the country. We'll have to wait and see how that breaks down. That's going to be sometime in 2019. Uh, some rumors going around this week in the world of wrestling. Of course, most of them centering around WWE. Um, regarding the Fox WWE deal for SmackDown, uh, there's a rumor out there that Fox wants Daniel Cormier on the announce team for SmackDown. I, I, I'm hoping this is one rumor that is false. I'm just, I just don't see the point WWE has. Uh, some great announcers. Um, their their SmackDown announce team is very very good, with uh, Corey Graves, Byron Saxton, Tom Phillips. Um, you know, I guess they they just want somebody uh, Fox that is wants somebody with some more name recognition. Maybe pull in some uh, some MMA fans just by having him at the announce table. Um, like I said, it's I mean it's a rumor. We'll have to see if there's any truth to it uh, come next year when SmackDown makes that move. I'm sure it's something that would be announced and hyped well beforehand to uh, get the audience up for the initial episode of SmackDown on Fox. So it's kind of one of those wait-and-see things. Uh, like I said, it is just a rumor. Um, you know, there obviously hasn't been any kind of confirmation on that at all. So we'll see what happens there. Um, some stuff regarding Crown Jewel. WWE has... Uh, announced officially that they are going ahead with the crown jewel pay-per-view as planned in saudi arabia uh, basically just saying you know they have a contract they're going to honor their contract and fulfill their commitments which i mean from a business perspective it's you know really the only thing you can do uh, it's the smart choice i mean 
Yes, WWE is a huge company. Uh, it's a worldwide company, but it is a company. And if you are a, a business owner or you know uh, CEO, however you want to put it, uh, as far as Vince McMahon, you know, yes, he is the largest stockholder of WWE. But it is still a public, publicly traded company. There is still a board of directors he has to answer to, and that board of directors still has the uh, the authority to remove him from power, even though he does own like ninety four percent of the company. Um, you know, being a publicly traded company, that's just how it works. And uh, you know, uh, and again, being a CEO or a president or a chairman of a company, uh, do you have to consider if they were to try to back out of this contract? Do you want to make an enemy of any government? I mean, I'm not even going to specifically say Saudi Arabia. That's the country that it involves in this case. But, you know, as a as a private citizen and a uh, chairman of a company, do, do you want to make an enemy out of a, a world leader? I would think probably not. Um, you know, just for your own safety, you have to remember as well, Vince's wife is a member of uh, the current president's cabinet, um, you know, so there's just a lot of, a lot of things that have to be taken into consideration here. A lot of, a lot of politics, things like that stuff that I don't really like to get into. So, but, uh, yeah, WWE did make the official announcement. Crown Jewel is moving forward in Saudi Arabia as planned. They're honoring the contract that they signed with the, with the Saudi government. And you know, it is what it is. You don't have to like it. If you, you know, if you don't agree with it, don't watch it. And don't don't buy the pay per view. Don't watch it on the network. Just uh, you know, find something else to do that day. Um, yeah, some other news relating to Crown Jewel. Um, tickets went on sale Friday, I believe it was, and sold out in three hours. So it will be a full house. Um, the big rumor going around about Crown Jewel is that Hulk Hogan will be in attendance. Um, it, uh, I mean, Hogan himself pretty much said, you know, he is making the trip to Saudi Arabia. Now, if he, if that's in like an on-screen capacity or if he's just going to be there backstage, don't know yet. Um, nothing's really been said as far as that goes, but by Hogan's own account, he will be in Saudi Arabia with the WWE. Uh, now, as far as people performing on the Crown Jewel show, um, some couple of big names with WWE supposedly have refused to make the trip. Uh, the biggest of those names being, of course, John Cena. Now, <clears throat> I, uh, WWE has acknowledged this somewhat, basically just saying that uh, you know their number one priority is their their performers and things like that. I'm not quoting directly. I don't remember what the exact quote was, but they have, um, yeah, they have they have uh, you know, acknowledge that there some of the performers are uh, not happy about making this trip. Uh, another one is Daniel Bryan. Now, whether he has flat out refused to go or not, uh, I don't really know. That one was kind of up in the air. But as far as Cena goes, the rumor is he has just flat out refused. He said, "I'm not doing it." Which, you know, from his perspective, he's becoming more of a mainstream star. He's got to protect himself, his brand, his reputation, and participating in this show could, you know. Uh, potentially cause him problems as far as, uh, you know, movie roles, things like that. People not wanting to work with him just simply because of, you know, the political backlash from this show. So if if that is the case, I'm sure something will be done or said or acknowledged on uh, Raw, Raw this week, stating that, you know, Cena had to back out of the show. Maybe they'll say he's injured or, I don't know, or, you know, cite other commitments or something like that. But uh, by all accounts, John Cena will not participate in, in the Crown Jewel event. Um, 
Yeah, uh, moving on to uh, the Evolution pay-per-view, which is going on a little bit later tonight. Uh, some bad news for Evolution, by all accounts. Alexa Bliss will not be participating in the pay-per-view tonight. Uh, apparently, she suffered a concussion at a house show uh, sometime this week and is not medically cleared. Um, yeah, to me, that that's really, really kind of sad news because Alexa is one of the top uh, women performers in WWE. Uh, she... I mean, for my money, is the top uh, women's heel in WWE right now. And, uh, you know, her not being able to perform on this show is really, really kind of sad. Hopefully, I mean, she'll be there in some capacity, even if it's just standing at ringside, not getting physically involved or something like that, uh, just so she's on the show. Um, you know, I think that at the very least would be, you know, something something that they could do as long as she's not getting physically involved or taking any bumps or anything like that. I'm sure she can still physically appear at the show uh so hopefully that that's that's what's going to happen uh as far as the uh the rest of the card i'm going to kind of break it down here a little bit for you guys and kind of give my my predictions my thoughts on these uh yeah first and foremost let's talk about the uh the women's battle royal that's going to be going on and this is for a uh a women's championship match on uh, 20 participants have been announced so far and they're all either uh um women currently on the main roster or uh, women formerly with WWE. Uh, the names listed are Tamina, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Dana Brooke, Asuka, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Carmella, Lana, Naomi, Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, and Alundra Blaze. Now, since this match is for a uh, women's championship match, I would expect uh, somebody on the current current roster to come out uh, the winner in this one, and really five names kind of jump out as uh, who I would consider favorites to win this, and that would be uh, Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Asuka, Carmella, and Naomi. Um, I, I'm looking for one of those five more than likely to win the Battle Royal. Now, WWE has pulled tricks out of their sleeve before. Um, you know, they have, you know, come with some surprises before, so, you know, you might see a, a Dark Horse uh, could, and this one could be Tamina. She's been off the TV for quite a while with injuries. Uh, hopefully those are all taken care of and she is back 100% on, you know, back full time. Uh, so, I mean, if that's the case, you know, to, uh, seeing Tamina win this might not be that big of a surprise or somebody like Lana or Mandy Rose, uh, you know, really, really kind of up in the air. But like I said, the, the five that I would call favorites in this Ember Moon, Nia Jax, Asuka, Carmella, and Naomi. Uh, more than likely it'll be one of those five to win this one and if i had to pick right now i'd say ember moon she uh hasn't really had a major major storyline or rivalry since she's been up on uh on raw she's kind of been not really a background player but uh kind of a, a supporting player put it that way so kind of uh push her to the forefront get her in the championship picture she definitely more than deserves it so uh, and, you know, who knows if uh, these 20 are the only ones that are going to be participating. I mean, there's still uh, a lot of NXT women that could potentially be, you know, involved in the pay in the pay-per-view one way or another uh, as far as being put in the Battle Royal, possibly being at ringside for some of the matches. Who knows? Um, the rest of the matches going on, we've got the final of the, the 2018 May Young Classic, like I talked about earlier, Tony Storm against Io Shirai. Um yeah, watching the tournament, I mean, both of these women are under contract WWE, so it could uh, really could be either one 
that wins it. Uh, personally, I'm looking for Tony Storm to come out on top in this one. She is uh, really the top women's competitor in the NXT UK division. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the NXT Women's Championship has not been decided yet, uh, at least not on TV. So uh, she's probably one I would look for to uh, have a big, uh, you know, big role in the NXT UK women's division and uh, you know what better way to kind of springboard her to the top of that division than having her win the uh, the 2018 million classic so that that's my pick for that match is Tony Storm uh, for the NXT women's championship we've got Kyrie Sane uh, versus Shayna Baszler in a rematch now this one I'm kind of hard to call I, I kind of want to say I expect Shayna Baszler to win this one if she doesn't then I wouldn't be surprised to see her on Raw or Smackdown uh, sooner rather than later uh, possibly you know if Shayna Baszler uh, well whether Shayna Baszler wins or not I would not be surprised to see her get involved in uh, the next match I'm going to talk about Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella of course Brie Bella I'm sure is going to be at ringside Shayna Baszler could show up in Ronda's corner to kind of counteract uh, Brie. Uh, and by all accounts, this is going to be the main event of the show. I know a lot of people uh, think that the uh, the main event should be Becky Lynch versus Charlotte, I, which I happen to agree with that. I think that should be the final match of the show. But Ronda, with Ronda Rousey's uh, name recognition, her mainstream popularity, uh, it just kind of makes sense to have she and Nikki as the final match on the show and uh, as the main event. Now, by all accounts, also, this is going to be a relatively short match. Um, probably, I, I you know, wouldn't say more than maybe 10, 10, 15 minutes maximum. Just because of Nikki Bella's history with neck injuries, and uh, supposedly the WWE doesn't want to put her out there in too lengthy of a match just for fear of her uh, re-injuring her neck. Um, but my thinking is, if that's the case, then why did you clear her to compete if you're going to you know, put those kind of restrictions on her? E either she's medically able to compete or she's not, um, in, in, in my mind. I mean, that's just how my mind works. I don't know what the criteria is for WWE to medically clear somebody to get in the ring after uh, a serious injury like, like Nikki Bella has had. So we'll uh, just have to see how that one goes. Now, I do expect Ronda Rousey to retain the title. Uh, whether it's by uh, making Nikki Bella tap out or uh, interference from Brie in the match ends and disqualification or something along those lines. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me to see Shayna Baszler show up to start kind of planting the uh, the seeds for the, uh, the four horsewomen, uh, the MMA four horsewomen getting together. Now on, uh, on, on NXT house show, Shayna Baszler has already been teaming with Jessamyn Duke and uh, Marina Shafir. So, you know, the three of them are already pretty much a unit in NXT. Um, so kind of working Ronda Rousey into there wouldn't, would not be a difficult task at all. Um, but I don't see Ronda Rousey, you know, making appearances on NXT shows. Uh, I think it's more likely you'll see Shayna Baszler, um, moving up to raw or at, at the very least, like I say, getting involved in the match tonight, possibly with, uh, with, uh, Duke and Shafir as well. Who knows? Um, some uh, some other matches going on. Like I said, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, this one I expect to be the match of the night. This is the last woman standing match. This is really the only um, quote unquote gimmick match going on tonight. You know, with a special stipulation like that. Uh, first ever last woman standing match in WWE. Um, 
you know, I expect this to be, like I said, the match of the night. Probably, I would say, at least a good 20 to 30 minute match. You know, give them plenty of time to uh, to tell their story and just put on uh, the show that everybody knows that they can put on. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking Becky Lynch is going to retain tonight. I mean, it's last woman standing, so she's going to pull out all the stops. But then again, you know, Charlotte Flair, she is the daughter of the dirtiest player in the game, Ric Flair. I'm sure she's got a lot of tricks up her sleeve as well. Ric Flair is supposed to be at Evolution tonight. Uh, now, I think we all know he's not going to be physically involved. I don't think uh, medically, health-wise, he's able to be physically involved like that anymore. But... You know, will will he be in Charlotte's corner or is he just going to be backstage? We'll have to wait and see. But he is, uh, you know, has been announced to be there. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm I'm looking for Becky Lynch to retain unless Charlotte really gets down and dirty in this one, which we all know she's capable of. But I think Becky Lynch retains in this one. Um, then the, uh, the big tag team match, or uh, what would have been a, uh, the big tag team match, still kind of is, but uh, Trish Stratus and Lita taking on Mickey James, and now with Alexa Bliss being out, uh, Mickey's partner is going to be Alicia Fox. Uh, still should be a great match. I mean, Alicia Fox, I don't I don't think people give her enough credit. I mean, she is a veteran. She's been with WWE 10 plus years. I want to say probably more like 12, 13 years. Um, and, you know, she, I mean, she knows what she's doing. She, um, you know, I'm not a fan of her character, the whole crazy chick thing that she's got going on. But, you know, I, you know, there's a lot of gimmicks I'm not a big fan of. But, you know, as far as the person, the wrestler, Alicia Fox, she, you know, she's a good choice to uh, to take Alexa's place. And I still think it's going to be a great match. Uh, just for from a nostalgia standpoint, I think Trish and Lita are going to end up uh, with the win in this one. Uh, this was originally planned to be two separate singles matches. It was supposed to be Lita versus Mickey James and Trish versus, uh, well, originally Alexa Bliss, uh, but it was made into a tag team match, uh, probably just to shorten up the card a little bit. They made a, might have uh, thought it would run too long if they had those two separate matches, but they wanted to keep all four of the women on the card, obviously. So they, they made it a tag match, which still, to me, like I said, it's going to be going to be an outstanding match with those those four in there. I mean, all four of them are, you know, uh, veterans of WWE. And, uh, yeah, it should be just a, a very entertaining match. Uh, and then the, uh, the last match on the card, a six-woman tag team match, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalya versus the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, and Sarah Logan. Um, yeah, this is another one I, I would have loved to see some, you know, singles matches with uh, Sasha, Bailey, um, you know, all six of these women. But, uh, you know, again, I'm sure it was because of uh, time constraints and they want to, you know, use the Riot Squad as a unit. Um, you know, as far as factions go, the, the Riot Squad definitely is uh, one of the, one of the better factions going today uh, in WWE. Granted, there aren't a whole lot of factions in WWE right now uh, with the with the breakup of the Shield and everything. But, uh, so yeah, this, again, should be a very entertaining match. All six of these women are fantastic in the ring. Um so I, I'm, you know, looking for this one. This this one, I would think, would probably be the opener, uh, probably the first match out of the gate. And all six of these women have the ability to set the bar very, very high for for the rest of the uh, the women on the show. So I, I'm looking for this one to be the uh, the opener, or possibly the battle royal could be the first match out. Who knows? Um, or you know, again, WWE could could pull a surprise out of their hat and put one of the title matches uh, to open the show. But uh, you know, I think wherever wherever they position Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, um, 
you know, I think you'll probably see that one right in the middle of the show because I don't think they're going to want to put that match right before the main event with Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella because it's just going to... It just... Ronda and Nikki is not going to stand up or match up to Becky and Charlotte. And that's just my own opinion. And it's not a knock on uh, on Nikki Bella and especially not a knock on Ronda Rousey. Uh, it's just... You know, I think, uh, you know, Becky and Charlotte, I just think it's a, a better match. I think people are more invested in it just because of the history between the two. And I, you know, they're two of the top wrestlers in WWE. And I'm not even going to quantify that by saying two of the top female wrestlers, two of the top wrestlers. They're two of the best in the ring right now in WWE. And uh, that, like I said, that will be the match of the night. So uh, that that pretty much wraps it up like a uh Go, I'm going to go back through my picks picks to win real quick here. I've got Ronda Rousey retaining against Nikki Bella. Becky Lynch retaining against Charlotte Flair. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Shayna Baszler is going to regain the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I'm picking Tony Storm to win the uh, the Mae Young Classic. I'm picking Trish and Lita to come out on top against Mickey James and Alicia Fox. Uh, I'm going to say the Riot Squad is going to take the victory over Sasha, Bailey, and Natalya. And as far as the Women's Battle Royal, uh, my pick right now is Ember Moon to come out on top and earn herself a, uh, a championship match somewhere down the line, uh, probably at the next pay-per-view, I would expect. So uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I got for this week. Hope everybody has had a good week. Hope everybody is planning on watching Evolution tonight, just like I am. Uh, again, thank you to everybody who has been checking out the show. Please uh, continue to uh, listen, watch, download, uh, and everything in between. You know, Help me spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, uh, anybody you know who might be a pro wrestling fan. Uh, you know, tell, them, tell them to check the show out. It's, uh, you know... It, at, at most it takes up maybe 40 minutes of their time so you know and uh like i said you can find the show pretty much anywhere you find podcasts where um the, of course the home of the show is podbean you can also find it on spotify itunes uh, apple Podcasts, google play youtube uh is where you can get the video feed and uh, all of our social media facebook twitter instagram snapchat search catch hook shoot and you should be able to find the pages and if you ever want to shoot me an email, questions, comments, criticisms, anything under the sun, catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So I uh, hope everybody has a good week. Thank you again for checking out the show. I hope you all are enjoying it. And I will talk to you guys soon.